to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, it is E3 week, and we don't have a lot of news coming from Sea of Thieves, but there is still some information and some discussion topics that I wanted to bring to you. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, let's talk about the Monday Xbox Invitational for Sea of Thieves. This is going to be five crews from uh, Mixer streamers and Twitch streamers that are going to be competing against each other in the arena in a tournament-style fashion. The winner is going to get a gold-plated, well, I should say the team is going to get a gold-plated Xbox. Uh, We don't know if it's an Xbox One S or an X. But regardless, gold-plated Xbox sounds pretty awesome. Now, what are you going to get for watching this? Well, there is a mixed pot over at uh, Mixer.com slash When you go to watch it, they do have the uh, Onyx 4-pack that will be coming out. So if you're new or you don't have these, somehow you miss them, the four items you can get are the tankard, the compass, the bucket, and the shovel. I'm pretty sure those are the four that you could get when they had the Chips Ahoy cookie promotion going on last year around this time, uh, if not May. So if you want those, that's the only way that you're going to be able to get them until the next time we find out how you can get them. But besides that, Rare is going to be at three. Now, we did just have the Xbox E3 conference, and while I had a great time watching it, I know that a lot of it didn't pertain to Sea of Thieves, and a lot of you may be wondering why that is. So if you watch the latest uh, developer update videos, then you know that Sea of Thieves really is kind of in the, the moments between big content updates. We just got the huge mega update, the anniversary update that came as a result of the anniversary and Sea of Thieves wants to get out there they want to show this off and they're going to be in the inside Xbox uh, Monday afternoon talking more about the anniversary update to get people interested to get people excited to get people in the know at uh, at a, basically the biggest event for E3 everyone's got eyes watching this tomorrow the biggest uh the biggest show i think that's going on is going to be the Ubisoft presentation so having the inside Xbox uh event is going to help a lot of the people that wanted to get more information about Halo or the the Lego Forza or the Cyberpunk or you know any of the games that were uh, talked about today uh, tomorrow when they get a little more deeper dive on the inside Xbox so make sure that uh, you watch the inside Xbox as well because Joe mentioned that not only are they going to be talking about anniversary update but there's apparently a giveaway that he has yet to disclose information about. Now, if you're listening to this past Monday, then you'll want to, I'll see if I can get, uh, well, actually, I won't have links to it yet because they won't, they won't have actually, they wouldn't have actually done it. So hopefully this is going on for longer than just a week so that I'll have a chance to talk about it next week. But for right now, just make sure you keep your eyes on social media so you can watch the Inside Xbox event, find out what that giveaway is, and make sure 
you get yourself entered into it. I would hate for anyone that wants whatever they're giving away to not have an opportunity to get that. So take some time when you're at lunch or on a break or you just get home, you know, you're sitting somewhere and you just grab your phone, make sure you jump in, watch that inside Xbox, skim through it if you need to, if it's if it's past the actual uh, airing of it and find out what that, that giveaway is. Uh, I know I will probably be retweeting anything that they post about it and i'm sure instagram uh will have posts as well as uh, their facebook and, and all the good social medias and stuff so lots to to know as far as uh monday goes i mean you're you're gonna have the invitational there's a lot of pirates uh that are content creators that are going to be promoting that and competing in it and joe his team uh is called the shrouded ghosts which I personally didn't, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that name. I think that name's kind of, um, I mean, it, it's not like the ghost, Shrouded Ghost really exists. So it's kind of like naming yourself after something that doesn't really exist. It's kind of weird. Uh, I was more in favor of something like the Banana Bruisers, but uh, call me simple, you know, I, we kind of forget about how important bananas used to be to us not that long ago. So... As far as uh, E3 goes, there's there's not much I'm really going to cover here. I keep toying with the idea of making a, a, an independent podcast that just covers kind of the news that I want to talk about, um, whether it be solo or with other people. And for the most part, I'm I'm kind of still working out how I want that to go. And with E3 and all that good jazz, um, there's not a whole lot of time for me to really kind of build that out. So I'll probably put that on the back burner for now, focus on some other things and just make sure that Keelhauled gets my full attention until I can get like a name, music, artwork, co-hosts, solo shows, frequency, all that stuff that, you know, goes into producing a podcast <laughs> by yourself. Anyway, let's move on. Second on today's topic, I did want to cover some of the information from the last dev update that Joe did go into to try and give us an idea of what's going on with Sea of Thieves, since right now is kind of a big swing into E3 news. So with Sea of Thieves, we are expecting to get an update towards the end of the month. I believe the, the kind of tentative number right now is the 26th of June. Now, there's, it's hard to know specifically what's going to be in this update, uh, but a lot of it seems like they're going to focus on bugs as well as fixes here and there. And they're kind of trying to work out how to get people a little better acquainted with the drastically different style of completing and starting Tall Tales. Now, this is something that is always going to be a really hard thing to do as you continue to develop a game as a service and it goes beyond the launch date where you're having new people introduced into the world dealing with things that were introduced in the past there's not much ui elements so not a lot ca that can be uh, conveyed by um just kind of working it out on your own you know there's a lot that you can do right when you get to an inn and not being sure like you know what's accessible you know what's up with barrels why is there stuff in barrels do i need that stuff do i don't do i not need that stuff and tall tales falls in line with that so they're going to be trying to work out a little bit better way of giving information about what a tall tale is how to start it 
how to pick up after you stopped. Maybe you had to stop halfway or maybe you uh, lost out on an item that didn't um, that you, you either lost or despawned or something happened to it and you failed the quest and you have to go back and start that back up again. So with the update, they're also going to be bringing in those valuable letters of recommendation for the Hunter's Call and the Sea Dogs. These are going to be the best way if you are looking to boost your levels without having to go through the grind. Uh, they're probably going to be set up exactly the same way that current letters of recommendation are. They are something that is sold through duke in all of the taverns uh he's in all of the taverns somehow he has all of the letters of recommendation as well as currency exchanges for doubloons and the doubloons you can you can go in pick those up in, through a lot of events that have been in the past as well too so if you if you're just starting the game you don't know what a doubloon is and you're not sure how to get them go into your reputations tab click on the bilge rats reputation pane and it will list off all of the different events that are available now a lot of those commendations are still available for picking up doubloons anything past cursed crews uh, you can still earn doubloons for it takes 40 doubloons to buy one letter of recommendation and that will bump you up one full entire level regardless of how much experience is required to get that level it will take you from the point that you're at in the current level and then bump you all the way up, all the way around to that same spot, one level higher. It's a great way to go from 39 to 40 or from 44 to 45 to kind of start getting you into those better quests, into those better voyages where you're going to be getting more reputation. Or if you just want a quick jump in Sea Dog Rep to be able to get an item that you've been looking forward to for a while. So... Look forward to those towards the end of the month. We still don't know a lot about what's coming down the line as far as the next content update. Uh, it has been a little over, I believe, a month and a half now that we've been on the anniversary update. And this is essentially two updates pushed together. And we're used to having uh, one content update typically last about three weeks, three to four weeks. And then we usually get uh, sometimes some downtime, maybe a week or two of downtime, and then a build rat adventure. So I'm interested to find out when we'll be getting our next bilge rat update and if that's going to be something that's similar to the mercenary voyages that we had leading up between christmas and the anniversary update where we would go out we would complete reaper's mark voyages and then go into uh, uh get get rewards for that or if it's going to be more of a themed holiday event something that's uh traditional and uh, akin to kind of the the um festival of the damned or the cursed cruise things that were kind of given more life to the world more objectives like the mermaid statues or the gunpowder barrel quests and stuff things like that um i'm all in favor of more mercenary voyages it brings a lot of people to adventure and i think it's a great way to get people acquainted with the flag system <laughs> Next up on today's docket, since we're talking about the Alliance flag system or just the flag system in general in regards to like the Reaper's Mark, I did want to pull out a bit from the community super pack uh, CJ. He, he wrote a nice forum post to kind of talk about how we could probably take another look at how the Alliance system is and how we could probably tweak it, rework it a bit and see just how it works. So uh, the way he points 
point uh, posts this is uh, with new players coming to the game with the anniversary update. I've been in a lot of situations where we will have the offer alliance flag up and other crews will have no idea what they need to do to join. Usually putting up the offer alliance flag as well, then sliding down from the crow's nest ladder before they can explain that no, you actually have to go up and choose join alliance, not offer alliance, something I can attest to myself. So CJ proposes a slight modification to the system uh, if in range two ships with the offer flag will form an alliance automatically and also retain their offer alliance state now i i thought about this for a bit and i agree that that would probably make it a little bit easier for a person to kind of join an alliance especially if they don't know how it kind of takes a couple couple pieces out of it uh, and just kind of makes it happen the the problem that i run into right now with this are two things one what happens when two ships come up to each other and they both have the alliance flag up and they join the alliance but one has completely pure intentions of sinking the other i i can see that being kind of a, a false flag you know you generally come in with intentions to be in an alliance and then fully betray them immediately after joining an alliance now there is a caveat to that. Say if you are in an alliance with someone and your ship sinks, you generally spawn closer to them. And that's something that can actually help if you can actually combat the other crew. You just happen to get caught off guard. You could sail back fairly quickly, sink them hopefully, and reclaim your gear. But that doesn't always happen, especially with crews that are caught uh, unaware of what's, what's going on. So the other problem that I have with this is that it also tends to take away some of that physical nature that is inherent with Sea of Thieves. Everything that we tend to do tends to be very physical. We do a lot of the stuff that happens uh, in the world. You know, you, you, don't, you don't just sail your ship. You know, you have to raise the anchor. You have to drop the sails. You have to mend the helm. You have to adjust the, the, the angle of the sails and stuff. And much like the, much like the flag system, if you, um, if, you, if you take out the part where you actually have to actively join the other alliance, it, it pulls you out of the kind of, I mean, it's nice that it's automatic, but there's been so many times where I've sailed by ships that were offering an alliance at a skull fort and joined up at the alliance and then went sailing away and waited for them to turn in their treasure without actually ever contributing, just leeching 50% off, uh, even though it doesn't necessarily take anything away from the crew that did the work. They just don't necessarily feel like it's, 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 they don't feel like I've done anything to contribute to earning any share of that gold, which is true. I'm literally leeching off experience because why not if I can get away with it? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a way of stealing treasure without being aggressive. It's a very passive-aggressive way of, of taking treasure from people, even though it doesn't even take it doesn't cut into their cut it's just an additional 50 that i get and um it's it's a weird it's a weird feeling it's um, it's a morally ambiguous situation so 
let's get back. Um, so think about that. Think about how you feel as far as like if you were to sail up to someone who has the offer alliance. And once you get within the range of being able to actually join the alliance, it just does it automatically. Is that something that you would actually like to have happen? Moving into the rest of his post, the automatic join would only occur as long as one of the ships was not already in an existing alliance. Which makes sense. If you have an alliance with someone and someone comes up, you don't necessarily know if you want to let them in. Giving them the option to make that decision still gives you a sense of agency instead of just, you know, you're already in alliance and then someone joins your alliance without asking. Because it may be that you don't necessarily want an alliance with everyone. You want to have just your own little fleet going as you go around and sink other ships. CJ goes on and says, alternatively, Shift the order so that when in range, the join alliance option is the first box and not the second box and change the iconography of the join alliance option. It is jarring when offer is a picture of a heart flag and the join is plain linking icon where the function may not be clear to players. And just to kind of take a moment and pause on that, because I that's actually something I actually think is... A big deal. Now, the Alliance system is something that came pretty quickly to the game post-launch. We got it shortly after Hungering Deep, and we've been living with it for a while. And while it does work, I do believe that they could do a lot to kind of decide, you know, how that iconography works. And, and UI is is has to be very telling. It has to be very straightforward and understandable. So I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to say that while you can put up the flag uh, with the little heart symbol on it, that's good if you want to offer an alliance. For the for the uh, um, joining an alliance and uh, canceling alliance, I recommend having two hands shaking each other so that it looks like a pair of hands kind of joining. And not just like a regular handshake that we're used to. I'm talking like full forearm you know, banded, uh, you know, kind of holding together to show there's no weapons that you're hiding kind of forearms, you know, holding each other. That shows that you're joining, that you're gripping the other person, you're coming to an agreement. And for the cancel, two swords crossed, two, two people hold or two hands holding swords crossed at each other, or even two guns, you know, two, two uh, pistols. And that just kind of shows that, you know, we're not, we're not okay with this alliance. We are at arms we are at combat we're at ready we're not willing to ally with you there's no treaty if you are in an alliance and you join that alliance you're coming into an agreement and that might actually help with a little bit of the 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 betrayal aspect as far as making it harder for people to decide you know do you want to i mean i'm talking about icons and people's moral ambiguity towards betraying other people that you knowingly deceive I don't know that an icon can really produce that much as far as hesitation goes, but I did want to put that out there because the the icon for the linking rings isn't clear in my mind. It, it makes sense that you're linking together, but I think that we can go a step further. I think that we can actually portray this in a way that makes sense, that it shows like what pirates should be doing. Maybe even two full-shaped pirates, you know, two full body shots of uh, two pirates side-by-side side shaking hands. And with that, two pirates kind of at the ready, you know, on guard with their with their sabers or their, their cutlass or their swords out ready to, to, you know, duel as the way to join in the way to that way. It, you don't have to read it. You don't have to take the time to do it. It's very, very distinctual of what's going to happen. So um, let's see. We'll go on. Mm -hmm. 
So this kind of takes me into a different train of thought, something that I wanted to take some time to talk about in regards to Arena, because right now, as far as I can tell, a lot of people are enjoying uh, enjoying Arena, and they think that it's a great new addition to the game, and others don't feel that way. Uh, some people have been very upset that there's been a split in the player base um, for multiple reasons, because of cosmetics, because of player uh, hostility or, or kind of aggressiveness in adventure mode being dropped and mostly been fishing. And there's been a lot of people that, that have had different opinions. And this, this part kind of stems from the, the idea of a change that was going to be made for arena uh specifically pertaining to pirate legends now if you remember a while back i talked about uh specific weapon accommodation or uh, uh, cosmetics for pirate legends the pirate legend cutlass and and those guys and uh, we found out that you had to complete 240 wins in first place in arena no small feat um, in fact, a lot of people have been telling me that it would probably be easier to level to 50 in Sea Dogs than it would be to complete 240 wins. So a while back towards the beginning of uh, June, towards the end of, of May, they were suggesting the possibility of lowering the grade 5 of that commendation from 240 down to 100 uh, more than having the actual uh, requirements for that that commendation and a lot of people were upset a lot of people were very happy the people that don't typically play arena that typically stick to adventure were happy being that they're pirate legend they have a different way that they got there and that they had well actually they probably didn't they probably all did it the same way that most people did it but for the most part they were looking forward to getting those pirate legend weapons sooner rather than later and with the way that they worked out the system when you hit 240 after the grade five you would get a special cosmetic that was even more unique now I'm of two minds about this. Part of me wants the long grind. Part of me wants to have a, a lofty goal to reach. But the other part of me knows that it's going to take a lot of work. And that's not a lot of work that I am necessarily willing to focus on right now. That may change in the future. So I'm glad that that's always available. But at the same time, I want my weapons now because entitlement, you know, how that goes. And... A lot of people have been having some troubles. This was actually quite the discussion on Twitter the, the day that the information came out that they decided they weren't going to actually uh, do the change. They weren't going to change it down from uh, 240 to 100. They were going to keep it at 240. And the reason for this was a lot of the community had feedback. They said, hey, you know, we appreciate that you want to have everyone get the opportunity to have these cosmetics but this is this is not an easy task and we want to have a good reward for that by lowering it you're effectively devaluing the cosmetics and enabling it to be easier for everyone to get and the reason why i think that this is something that is a good thing for the game also kind of coincides with some of the other hard to quote unquote hard to get cosmetics in the game um, some of them being, for example, 
the gold hoarders curse. Uh, the gold hoarders curse was something that a lot of people were getting. And the way that it was being applied to pirates tended to be unique. While some uh, permutations of it weren't as uh, glorious or appealing to some, they got kind of shafted on how it looks on their pirate. There was definitely a group of pirates that enjoyed the fact that it was unique to their pirate, something that I imagine it would be for uh, most of us. We all tend to enjoy having a very unique look, even if we can't necessarily control it. Now that the cold, now that that gold curse has been fixed, it is uniform across every single pirate. And this isn't something that is necessarily too hard to get. A lot of it just comes down to time, uh, being able to sink in the amount of time you need to complete all of the tall tales five times with the exception of the last one where you have to complete it or no actually you do have to complete that one five times. I'm thinking of the journals, not the not the amount of completions. but it took a lot of work and there's guides out there to help people with those but to get the curse um it, it just it, it wasn't something that you had to compete against other people to do you just had to be able to complete it especially if you only had to complete it on your own so seeing the gold curse around on a lot of pirates doesn't really make it feel so special you know what i mean like it doesn't feel like it's something that is like oh yeah i got this awesome that dude's also got it, and so does my other crewmate. And because of that, that kind of pulls back to the to the arena cosmetics with the pirate legends, saying that you know we we want to have something that people are going to be like, oh, that person's grinded a lot of arena and completed a lot of matches in first place. You know, the sooner you have those those weapon cosmetics, the sooner people are going to recognize you as someone who does a lot of PvP, and is probably going to be pretty good. And that kind of goes back to the to the the, the idea of captaincy. Um, when the game first first was being released, they they said that you know captaincy was something that was going to come to the game, that they wanted to have everyone get their own kind of black pearl when you hit Pirate Legend. You know the the voyage began at Pirate Legend, and that you were going to get a special captaincy around this time last year for their original things. Now, obviously, things have changed based on our feedback, and we kind of shot ourselves in the foot with captaincy by saying we wanted more content. Captaincy is still coming, by the way. Um, so with that feeling of, of wanting something that's, that's rare and unique, a lot of people are upset because they may never get this. And I think it's about time. We've had the game for about a year, and we've gotten a ton of content over that year that everyone's had access to as long as you've had the availability and the crew to get it, which isn't too hard, especially with a lot of the communities that have come up in the, in the gaming in Sea of Thieves community especially with um, some of the different tools that have been made available to us. It's even easier nowadays to try and find people to play with you uh, and, and, and get a crew together. So having something that you're going to have to focus on, something that's going to be difficult, something that is going to be worthwhile, is going to turn some people off because that's just not how they want to play the game. And and that's a bummer. That It's a true true bummer that some people are just not going to get these cosmetics when they really want them because there's no real good way for them to get those cosmetics so i wanted to put out the proposal that yes this is going to be something that is just for pvp players to get because they're working hard on doing it they have to compete against other pvp crews and i think that there could be alternative skins Something that is a PvE-focused 
content skin. And then the, that becomes a distinction between the people that are good for PvP and then the people that are good for PvE, the people that are willing to put in the time. Now, the time for the PvE content, just based on the fact that it's a given requirement, you know exactly what you're going to do. The enemies are all based on the same amount of skill every single time. You're not going to have too much variable as far as like crews that you have to come up against. Having something like that, especially if you add a little bit of, of twist to it with a Reaper's Mark, might incentivize PvE players to go for those PvE rewards in Adventure and be able to bring those over to uh, the arena if they really want to, while the arena people bring their cosmetics that they've earned through the Sea Dog reputation to Adventure. And I actually... There's a, I have a little more opinion about this too. There's a lot that I, I'm, I'm going to be diving deep in on the arena this episode because I've been thinking a lot about this as a result of this and a couple other things that have happened down the line too. So let me, let me take a quick break. We'll get right back to it. All right, we took up a quick break and I wanted to talk about arena as a whole right now. How is arena doing? Are people enjoying it? What needs to change with arena to make it better? And the Mixer Invitational is going to be an interesting way to kind of decide what's going to happen as far as like a tournament level is concerned for Sea of Thieves as Rare takes back that kind of feedback and information from E3. But I've noticed uh, that with Arena, you tend to run into situations where you are dealing with two or three crews in out of the five that are willing to put up a fight, that are willing to actually try and play the mode. Typically, most of the other times I've done it, there have been at least one to two ships that either don't participate or aren't uh, skilled enough to really know what, what's going on. Some of them drop out. Some of them are open crew and not well organized. And there's been a lot of suggestions out there as far as what could be done to make the game better. A lot of people have called for matchmaking. They think that matchmaking will bring the, the competitive side to a, a higher level that will force people to jump in to try and earn their ranking system. I don't see that fixing the problem. It hasn't fixed the problem in games where people go into ranked matches for other games and trolled around in there to just try and get like some amount of rank and hoping that other people will carry them. I've thought about doing open crew versus closed crew, you know, leaving arena for just closed crew so that you can have a chance to form your crew. But that doesn't seem fair to others who uh, don't necessarily have a full set of four people that they play with on a regular basis and still want to get a chance to get into arena with the chances that maybe two people out of the four can carry the crew to victory, depending on the other crews and how they do, or at least maybe even third place to get some better reputation. Then I started thinking about incentives. How, how do you typically bring someone into a store? You, when, you're, when you're doing retail, you typically need some sort of incentive, whether it be a sale or a coupon, promotions, reasons for people to want to go out and spend money. Same thing with Arena in this instance. I think the big problem that Arena has right now is getting people to want to win in Arena. Typically, they'll go out, they'll find out what's going on, they'll recognize the, the strong links in, this, in, the, in the mode that they're in or the session that they're in, and they'll kind of feel defeated. Like they, they won't have actually 
they won't have a chance instead of actually just fighting for that chance. Now, the ones that want to win will definitely do it, but the ones that go in or and, and just want to kind of sit back and gain mild reputation while they do something else, there's no incentive. And one of the things that I think people could do is, or that Rare could do, is add something as far as like a weekly reset. Um, in, for example, uh, World of Warcraft. I tend to reference that obviously because I, I like it so much. There are island expeditions, which kind of, it, it's ironic how how well it translates between the two. But you go out onto the islands, you correct, uh, you collect Azerite, and you and you combat against other uh, players. Uh, some can be NPCs, while others can be actual players. And the difficulty ranges between easy, medium, hard, hardcore, you know, things like that. And the goal of it is to collect a certain amount of Azerite to win the match before the other team collects the same amount. There's a, a set limit. Whoever collects the most by the, uh, you know, whoever collects the most wins the match. It just depends on how long that goes. With the arena having a set time limit, obviously this is something where whoever collects the most by the end of the time limit wins and there are ways to score as because uh, it's all done on seas except for the, the times where you go out and actually get up chests. I think having a weekly reset and the reason why they have a weekly challenge for this is they want to incentivize people to go out and actually do it because there's a larger goal. The The larger goal for the arena would be, in my opinion, uh, doubloons with two new reputations in place and a lot of people still working towards pirate legend. I think that there need to be uh, there needs to be a way to earn reputation outside of uh, completing arena matches or turning in meat or fishes for the hunter's call, and we're getting that in one form through letters of recommendation from the build rats, and I think a lot of people that are still working on their Athena's reputation, are trying to focus in on the new content and are sacrificing that time to uh, not get um, Athena's uh, Athena voyages completed. So I think that there's two things. One, you need to complete X number of matches in arena and place higher than uh, third place, first or second. And completing those gives you uh, you know, say like five matches, you complete five matches every week. That's an hour and a half of time. Uh, you, well, depending on loads, loading times and, and sessions and whatnot, but bear with me. I'm just kind of roughing it out right now. So five sessions, uh, a minimum of an hour and a half that can be done without the, throughout the week in at least, um, first or second place. Once you get those five matches or however many you want to make of it, you get a X number of doubloons and you can use those doubloons towards letters of recommendation for the reputations that you want to uh, put those towards. So say you're a heavy arena person and you want to get your pirate legend uh, weapons. If you've just barely started the game and you're PVPing heavily in the arena and winning lots of matches, it's going to be really hard for you to want to go do a whole lot of Merchant Alliance. You know, if you're sitting there doing a lot of Merchant Alliance and your main thing is just to go out and hunt people in arena, 
you're not going to want to play the game. That's not going to be very incentivizing. So giving them uh, a chance to get the weekly stream or the weekly update to get their doubloon or the weekly um, resets, the, the rewards to get those doubloons will help them along the path of leveling up at least two other reputations to get the pirate legend status that they need to be able to get those weapons that they so crave because they happen to see my Twitter and thought, wow, Logan did a great job on reporting that. I love those weapons. I can't wait to get them. I just have to hit pirate legend. Thank you, Logan. And I, I say to you, you're welcome. I love you. Uh, so that would give new pirate or uh, new new arena players an incentive to actually go back into adventure so that they can start working on it and feel like they've got a leg up because they aren't going out there and doing a whole bunch of the bilge rat updates or to to get doubloons that way to to level up um order of souls or, or gold hoarders or merchant alliance you know they're they're essentially giving themselves an incentive to to go into adventure because they have to spend their doubloons what this does for players that want to play in adventure is give you another way to fast track to pirate legend or to fast track hunter's call uh you're you're going to be going into uh, the arena you only have to play you only have to win five matches at first or second place if you win first place great because that moves you closer towards uh, the pirate legend cosmetics that you're looking for uh, from arena and maybe puts you in a better position to do better in pvp that's always a good thing it's always better to get better at pvp it's always better to get better at everything so why not and that way you can use those doubloons to put towards letters of recommendation for the sea dogs, something that you don't want to spend a lot of time in, but you still want to get the cosmetics for and, and complete those levels. Um, especially if you're an adventurer, you're probably a completionist and stuff. Having something like that, a weekly reset, something to give you like some reason to log in every single week will help kind of build that, that player base. It'll help kind of give people reasons to jump from arena to adventure and vice versa. Uh, this is this is I think something that would help out. Now I've talked to um, other people in the community, typically uh, some of the streamers that play a lot, ones that have millions of gold, hundreds of doubloons, that don't necessarily need this stuff. And I agree that they think that they that a lot of the general consensus is is they don't think that that this that system will really benefit. Um, and I wonder if part of that is due to them not needing those currencies, uh, not not necessarily needing the, the doubloons for anything because they have quite a store because Rare's been very, very generous in the past with them. And since they usually have gotten Pirate Legend status well before uh, this update came out, it's less of a need for them. And they generally just want to have the harder to grind cosmetics and putting their time towards those uh, shortcutting them essentially cuts out content or grind for them and they, they could use that content for their stream so other people have said that it's unfair to lock uh, cosmetics um, that you earned a title for in adventure mode behind arena mode and i can understand their logic behind that but it really does come down to the fact that we can't look at arena and adventure as two different games it's the same game it's the same world it's two different play styles and a lot of it's going to depend on your mood some days you're going to be aggressive some days you're not if you're not all the time then this is tough but that kind of goes back to my idea of trying to put in a pve or an adventure 
version of these cosmetics. Something that is still kind of cool to look at, but is something that is a lot more grindy to achieve. Something that's even harder than uh, just getting 240 wins because effectively you're not having to beat other people consistently to actually get those. Uh, it's, it's merely just a matter of going out and killing X number of whatever or completing such and such thing for that, you know? And I don't know. This is, I've been thinking a lot about this. So I, I want to hear more feedback from you guys on this. Am I crazy? Do, do we need a weekly reset? Is Arena fine? I don't think Arena's fine right now. I think it's still kind of very bare bones. And I wanted to know what some of your thoughts are. Do you like the weekly reset idea? Do you like the idea of, of being able to get rewards like doubloons and stuff to be able to level up other stuff? Uh, is it not something you really need right now? Or are you one of the few people that have just barely started the game and don't want to have to grind out Merchant Alliance or Hunter's Call to be able to get the the Pirate Legend status? Uh, do you want to work towards those? It's it's going to be an interesting time as we go into the the next following months because these are going to be kind of the 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 guiding lines for how rare takes arena and to see if they're going to move it in a direction that is going to benefit the player base as a whole or if they're going to do something that is going to drastically wedge the two two groups of people apart, the people that like to do arena and like to have that aggressive PVP experience uh, with a little bit of PVE mixed in, or the, the complete polar opposite, which is mostly PVE with a little bit of PVP, uh, depending on who they are. Um, and I, I wanna make sure that they're, that they're catering to all of the groups as fairly as possible by adding better incentives to get people in as opposed to kicking people out or uh, giving them a, a lever uh, uh, like um, debuff that they that they can't that they can't queue back up for arena if they left the match early or something like like we can't we can't look at the system and say let's put punishments in place to teach people that they shouldn't be doing this let's better give them a reason that they want to compete we want to try and get them in the mindset that they want to have fun and participate as opposed to um scorning the people that are are not uh fully invested in the system right now we need to make the system better not punish the people that aren't happy with the system does that make sense anyway let's move on All right, pirates. Thank you so much for listening to all of that arena stuff. That was a lot. And if you if you made it through all of that, thank you so much, because I know that I had a lot of opinions on that and I wanted to get those out uh, while they were still kind of fresh in my mind, because this is with a mixer invitational and the changes to the pirate legend cosmetics uh, or the 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 per- prospective changes to the pirate legend cosmetics there's been a lot of fervor around how arena is doing and if people like it and i appreciate you listening to me go through that and hopefully you have some ideas that will like if you have an idea that i haven't thought of i'd love to know i would i would love for you to tell me because i'm open to suggestions on this because the more in fact the more info i get uh, from it, the more I can put it out there to the rest of the world so they can think about that. And then hopefully we can all kind of come around an idea that might benefit all of us compared to 
trusting that uh, Rare has all the input from all the different facets of the community. Like they have a fair amount of, of info from you know Reddit, the forums, the social medias and stuff like that, um, voicing their opinion and stuff with videos on YouTube and Twitter and whatnot. But it's, it's, it's the larger group of people that aren't on social media networks constantly tweeting their thoughts or on forums or creating videos or streaming about it. It's it's you that don't have a voice that I want to hear from. The, the folks that have thoughts about it that think they have like a good idea that we could kind of work around and build on and see how that how that kind of fleshes out. Aside from that, now that I'm done kind of talking about that, I did want to talk about something that I found out the other day that was actually kind of surprising and gives me a little bit of hope. Uh, the other day, I went to Sea of Thieves website, as I do from time to time, to check up on stuff. Um, and I can't remember the original reason for why I was going there, but I stumbled on the store because... Of course, Sea of Thieves has a button on their website that says store. And I've bought enough of their merchandise to just like want to com compulsively give them more of my money, money that I really should be saving for other stuff. Uh, thank you, E3. And <laughs> as a result, I clicked on the store page and I found out that there's no store. Uh, Rare doesn't have a merchandise store at the moment. And it says that they're working on relaunching the the new store and i'm i'm curious at this point because i i've been going through them for a while and the company that they went through has been very good as far as their customer service every time i've reached out to them in frustration they've always come back very politely and explained what i was seeing and how i didn't recognize that europe uh or, or maybe it's just um england has uh the the backwards not backwards, but the difference in formatting their numbers. And instead of saying April 5th, it says uh, uh, 4-5. Um, or no, I'm sorry, I'm thinking the American way. Their way is saying the day, the month, and then the year. And I'm not used to that, especially when you're doing it pneumatically. Pneumatically? Numeral? you're doing it with numbers I, that sounded weird too uh but and and there's been plenty of times where i've bought stuff from them and thought that it was coming out sooner rather than later as a result of the way that they format and the way that, i don't know why i'm getting on that but anyway they're they're great i've been happy with them the problem that i've had with that service is that the the currency exchange isn't in place so everything that you buy through them has to be converted to pounds and the pound is worth a lot more than the dollar right now. And as a result, what I go into mentally uh, would be a, a 20 or a $25 t-shirt ends up being uh, like a 30 or a $35 t-shirt plus the like 12 bucks or six bucks shipping and handling. I, I don't remember the numbers offhand, but I do know that something that I originally thought would be 25 ends up coming out to around 45 after all is said and done. And it still takes a few weeks to get out to, uh, to, to my place from where they're shipping it. And I'm hoping, I'm really, really, really hoping that if the store comes back, that they are able to pick up a new vendor that is a lot more or a, a, a lot better set up to handle international shipping that they can get something uh, a lot faster for much cheaper 
while still maintaining the quality because uh, the shirts that I have gotten have been kind of hit and miss. Some of them are different cuts uh, and fit differently. And I know my body hasn't changed that much over the year. And I have short or shirts that are way longer uh, than others. And while I love the design, I wish there would be a little more uh, uniform of a, of a cut. So, so I'm not running into the situation where I'm like, okay, do I wear the, the baggy jeans or do I wear the slim jeans depending on how long my shirt is and do I need a hoodie uh, to throw over it so that I'm not like constantly walking around with, uh, with, with my belly hanging out. That's seriously the, the thought that goes in my head when I wear some of my shirts. Uh, so while I'm while I'm happy to see that the store's down because it means prospectively like better better possibilities for me, um, it's kind of a bummer because I was I was looking at the rare team today as uh, Craig Duncan was posting a lot of great photos as the team's out at E3 this week uh, to kind of promote the the anniversary update and they're all wearing their Pride Reapers marks and I was just I was bummed because that wasn't something that I picked up last year when I when I could because I just recently picked up other stuff. And now that I have the opportunity to pick up the the pride shirt, it's not available and I can't wear it. And it's really kind of bumming me out because I'm like, okay, well, it's June, it's pride month. I want to show my pride. Uh, and I didn't get a chance to do that this weekend when I went to an anime convention. So um, I'm hoping that it's back soon. I'm hoping that it's with a better vendor uh, that, that can that can get stuff out to us sooner um, compared to just the, the folks in, in England. Because uh, while I do have a lot of listeners in England that do benefit from this, uh, a majority of my listeners tend to come from the States. Uh, and, and as a result, um, we generally have to pay a lot more for a t-shirt um, that that respectively with a larger company might have been a lot more reasonably priced which could afford me to buy more merchandise to be able to promote the game it's been out a year I, I love wearing my shirts and I think that's I think that's gonna do it hopefully we'll see some nice resin statues of uh, maybe not resin um, I don't know what they I don't know what you guys make this stuff out of nowadays but maybe we could get some get some statues uh, of stuff, you know, like instead of just the uh, the little gold hoarder figure and and the the flame heart figures, could we get like maybe some ships or megalodons? I'd I'd love to have a cursed sails ship that I could you know put behind me. I've got I've got the Queen Anne's Revenge already. I'd love to have something else. Um, I don't know. Are you guys looking forward to this? Do you buy a lot of merchandise from from Rare right now? Or have have you wanted to, but has the price just been too much? Have you just said, ah, forget it and toss the money at the screen and realize that tossing money at computer monitors doesn't actually complete the order like I found out the other day? I don't know. Let me know. All right, pirates. Next up on today's docket, we've got a first mate's log. This comes to us again from Chris Johnston and from the Space Admiral Oars. So they went out and about a week ago were sailing around and working on a riddle over at Marauder's Arch when another sloop actually sails up to them and offers an alliance. And I don't I don't know if the two stories correlate, but this is kind of funny because they, they come in and start to proclaim themselves as a friendly crew. And they proceed to sit there while anchored, while taking constant island fire, uh, whilst their ship, uh, CJ's and uh, Orr's, Mike's uh, ship, is 
nicely protected from the uh, island fire. They finally managed to get their ship out of harm's way and anchor themselves uh, near their ship. So Mike goes aboard the, the island or goes ashore and starts working on the riddle. And as he's hitting the last step, uh, the allied sloop starts to open fire. And this this was really comical because they actually posted a clip of their stream uh, when they were actually recording it. They showed the the whole thing. And, and this crew, I, I, I don't know what was going on in their mind, but they sailed over. And, and uh, CJ kind of explains that they, that they watched their stream. They found out that they were Mixer streamers and found out that they had been plotting to, to betray them the whole time. That they had just zoned into the server and didn't really have much to lose. So they sail over, they anchor, and watching CJ watch this crew kind of run around the deck as they, they work on, like, they loaded a cannon. In, uh, they loaded, a, a I think it was a, a grog ball or something, into, or no, it must have been a, um, a uh, oh, I just blanked on what they're called. Ah, no, the one that makes you six, grog ball. No, not a grog ball. It couldn't have been a grog ball. It must have been a limp ball. Anyway, it doesn't matter what kind of ball it was. It was a green ball. And they, they load the, the curse cannonball into the cannon. And then they aim it at the ship. And then they move the ship better to get an angle on uh, CJ's ship. And then they wait. And CJ's, meanwhile, he's on their sloop watching these guys do this with the spyglass. Just like, uh, uh. And at this point, like if people had aimed a cursed cannonball at my ship, CJ is very patient and very trusting. Well, not trusting. He's actually very not trusting of them. He he wouldn't didn't bother to like kill them or anything. I I at this point I probably would have opened fire on them. Uh, he eventually waits till they open fire first, and they do. They they go ahead and raise their anchor, and then they open fire, getting one to two shots off on the sloop. Meanwhile. CJ goes full kill mode, like Red Vision just starts unloading multitude of cannons into this sloop as they're sailing around. Ors grabs the chest, which I think was a crying chest because I heard it crying in the video, and it must have been off the ship because they didn't seem too concerned with it, and starts kind of repairing the ship, getting the water out, getting the ship uh, turned around. Meanwhile, CJ manages to, to knock their anchor down, and start hitting them repeatedly on the top deck as they're trying to repair the ship and trying trying to get the anchor up and repair the anchor. And it after a while, they finally make it. Uh, they finally get the anchor up and they get knocked off the ship and the ship ends up sinking. Shortly after this happens, I kid you not, they're like, "What was going on? Why'd you fire on us?" And they're like, uh, "Or no, I'm sorry, Mike was saying like, why'd you fire on us?" And they're like, "Oh, we were just kidding." And then CJ jumps in the water, kills both of them as one of them's trying to uh, to to play music to kind of calm the situation. And it's it's so funny how just people come in and and because they don't have anything to lose, that's generally when they go and mess with other people. And this really does come down to something that I think a lot of people learn uh, the more they play that you really have to keep your eye on the horizon. Anytime you even see a ship in the vicinity, you generally want to keep someone constantly uh, paying attention to what's going on. It's a great opportunity for you to start fishing from time to time if you're safe, if you want to be on the ship. But even with an alliance, you really can't trust other people. 
And this is one of the, the to kind of go back to the Alliance flags things, the kind of thing that I'm a little hesitant on having like an automatic joint Alliance. Because whilst some people would use the offer Alliance as a way to, to, to easily join up so that you can get loot and stuff like that, it's hard for me to believe that most of the people looking to join an alliance have uh, have have kind of good intentions. Uh, that's just not what I've noticed. They try to use it as bait. So I really appreciate the the story, uh, Ors and and CJ. Thank you for sending those in. If you have a story, I want to get those in because I have been doing a lot of interviews lately and talking with other people, but I still really enjoy hearing your stories as well too. So. I have been talking with a couple other people as far as getting them onto the podcast later on. But for right now, I, I would love to get to uh, hear some more of your stories, especially with the tall tales. I want to find out what your favorite tall tale is. And if you've got a good one fighting against uh, um, uh, uh, Briggsy or fighting against uh, Grey Morrow or the, the, the Gold Hoarder, I want to hear from you. Send me your favorite stories of the tall tales. What's been your favorite? What's been the one that you you love the most? Let me know. You can always reach me at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitter. If you want to send me your story, there's an easy way to do it without having to commit to anything except in an email. Send me an email. C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. That is the podcast email address. You, I get all my stories through there. So, if you want to uh, share your story, I would love to read it on the podcast. Uh, let me know. And if, uh, if if there's other ways that you want to get a hold of me, you can always join the Discord server, Keelhaul Discord. The links are always in the show notes for each episode. Join in there. I've got an entire section just for Sea of Thieves for looking for crews, for talking about the game for spoilers, for insider looking for group in case you want to get your cosmetics, as well as sharing your stories. And I would love to see you guys in there, and girls and robots, uh, depending on how many robots we have listening to this. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's going to do it. Pirates, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. <laughs>